Welcome to CPG Vibes. No script, just chat. We talk all things food and beverage and so much more. Feel our vibe and search for CPG Vibes on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And make sure to give us a five-star review. If you'd like to sponsor our show with your product or service or be a guest, email us at cpgvibes100 at gmail.com. Now your hosts, me, Alex Bear with Genius Juice and Wade Yeti. All right, welcome to episode 87 of CPG Vibes. Wade, how's it going, brother? Doing good, man. We're rapidly approaching 100. It's getting it's going to be there in uh 13 more weeks. Yeah, yeah, 13 more weeks, which is about 3 months, which is January. So, uh yeah, it is coming up really soon and that's 2 year. That's a 2 year anniversary on our show. So, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's cool too. Very crazy. Everything we've been through together, it could write books and books. And maybe we will someday. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Another way to monetize our efforts here because there you go. Writing a book, you know, put it on Amazon, get some reviews, make some money. No, we do it for you guys. That's why we do it. So, a uh, couple laundry list items just to make sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcast. Again, I've only been checking once a week. Wade, I just, which, I was, that's what, what I was just doing. Just 119. 119. Okay, yes. great way ahead of the episodes right your your fear was the episodes will catch up to the number of reviews we're we got some cushion there we got some cushion we've got some but we that we still need everybody to go go to apple podcasts and and hit that uh five star rating right absolutely all right i'm i'm definitely not going to disagree with you there so um we want to get to 150 160 it'd be nice to be kind of nipping at the heels of one of our friends, yet they're also in the CPG podcast space, you know who you are. And if we can start getting to 150, 160, 170, we could be uh, the number one rated CPG podcast, which would be pretty right. cool. Pretty what's, cool. It, what's it cost to give rating? I forget. Zilch. Zilch. Just takes 10 seconds. 10 seconds, steal someone's phone, like we talked about in previous episodes. You know, someone's not looking at a Starbucks. They put their phone face down on the table. Take it, grab it, Apple Podcast. Look up CPG Vibes or Beautiful Faces for radio. Give us the five stars and you're good. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, uh, make sure to email cpgvibes100 at gmail.com. Uh, we are going to be booking out some guests uh, early, the, er, early next year, I should say. We're uh, doing some, uh, we're Wade, you know, no script, just chat. We're going to be talking about some small tweaks and changes to the show to bring even more value to the CPG community, right? We want to have some spotlight episodes. I know we want to bring on some influential buyers to have like kind of that session going. We have some yeah. people in mind, um, you know, a pitch slam of some kind in the future where money can be won or prizes live. So we're, we're working on some cool stuff for you guys to really bring even more value to the CPG community. Um, and if you'd like to sponsor our show, we have some sponsorships open in November, cpgvibes100 at gmail.com. So there you go. And got to also declare my shirt. I don't know if you have anything under that that, that sweater there. but I, 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 do, I do, but it's not relevant to our guests. It's not. Okay, then don't no, show it. I'm not yeah. going to show it. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing to do with macaroni or uh, macaroni with sunglasses or track yellow. suits. It's not, not yellow. Okay. Right. Nope. 
So I guess, yeah, without further ado, and also just comments, we'll shout them out on this episode. I'll do a couple before we bring on our guests, just so we can see what's going on. Two years, congrats. That's, uh, no, I just, uh, that's Kenny Hausman here. And we got Dima Mararu, two years, congrats. Lisa Petty, what's going on? It's Calgal Freight. Again, what you put in is what you get out. So by people commenting, by her commenting, we shout you out. That's how this, this works. Um, Kenny Hausman, love the ideas, fella. Kenny, let us know you're back in the States, right? You're back in the States. Um, we have Gavin as well. What's up, brother? Just spoke to him this morning. So, all right. Well, without further ado, let's bring on our guest here. So um, we've already talked about his logo, which is the, the macaroni guy with the sunglasses and the flag. We talked about some of the products. Um, we talked about his tracksuit. And uh, here he is. David Delcourt. He's the CEO and founder of Grown House Foods and Seed Ranch Flavor. How you doing, buddy? What's up? Doing well. You're welcome. How about welcome. you guys? It's Friday. Yeah. It's fr- it's Friday and we're live. How, it, you, I know. I know. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. And I am wearing the full tracksuit. Just uh, if anybody needs proof, you know, I'm not in my underwear or something. So. Uh, <laughs> We believe Gavin you. And Dima uh, insisted, otherwise they wouldn't uh, attend. So, yeah, you got to be on brand, and you are on brand. It seems like, you know, every show that I go to where I see you, you have the tracksuit on. It's like this in all of your LinkedIn videos. You jump in a, a freaking pool with your tracksuit on. So it seems like it's just, yeah, it's your brand, man. The yellow. It's just, it's you. It's it's memorable. I get a lot of Kill Bill. A lot of uh, you know Bruce Lee, Enter the Dragon, uh, Ali G recently. Booyah, Ali G, yeah, you know? I remember. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> that guy. Also, it makes it really easy when you're going anywhere. You just put on the tracksuit. I've got two of them, so you know, uh, if you see me at, at an expo or something, uh, chances are it's still relatively clean. At least it's not super. <laughs> the beginning of the day. The beginning of the day. Not so yeah. much the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny. I, I'm going to make a really, I almost like wish I didn't say things that came to my mind because it's a really bad habit. But, you know, like it's it's a onesie in a way, right? Like, you know, like, you know, like it's easy to put on. It's easy to get off. And it's the same thing when like I'm we're dressing our son. It's like, boom, it just goes on. It's quick. It's easy. There's no two parts to it. I am not comparing that to a onesie, but it's the same it's easy to put on. So I'm sure as, as you, you know, you get ready in the morning, you just slap it on and you're out the door. But like I said, does it get really freaking uncomfortable and sweaty in there when you're at a show and you're talking and moving around a lot? I, I, I will say towards the end of the day, I'm ready to take off the polyester jumpsuit. You know, that's kind of what it feels like at the end, especially if it's hot, it's miserable. So if it's indoors, air conditioned, it's not so bad, but you know, the moment you step outside in the sun and it's it's like being in, in an old school sweatsuit, you know, because it doesn't breathe and it's it's a little. But hey, sacrifice for the greater good. Right. Sacrifice for the brand. That's that's it all about. And then hey, it's 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 memorable. I I've had a number of people come up, you know, at Expo West, for instance, and and mention like, oh, I've seen you on LinkedIn. I've seen what, what you've been up to. And I. I genuinely appreciate it because that's the whole reason I'm, I'm doing this. And, uh, you know, the more people 
end up seeing it, then the more I can actually give back to this whole community as a whole. Exactly. And it seems like, you know, you have the two brands, right? And so, you know, you have the seed ranch flavor, which, um, again, not to explain your story for you, but that was the original product line. Then you have the grown ass foods, the Mac and cheese. It seems like you are really, um, putting focus on the Mac and cheese with the seed ranch flavor sauce is still there and still selling. Are you seeing the Mac and cheese as like the bigger future of the company? And, and then a second question is, um, you have two flavors. Are you looking to do a third and fourth in the next year? Or do you just want to stay with two? Great questions. Seed Ranch is still very near and dear to my heart. And we continue to grow that side. The grown as brand actually lends itself really well to buyer conversations and opens them up to Seed Ranch because the hot sauce category is so busy. You know, Wade can probably attest like every local store has the local hot sauce plus the national guys and very little space in between, you know. Um, so yes, focusing on on grown as I think that's where there's a lot of growth in terms of velocities. It takes you a long time to go through a bottle of hot sauce. Uh, you know, most people, even me, who I absolutely adore it, like it'll take me a week to go through a bottle of my sauce. Most people might be six months, three months, who knows. So the velocity side is, is really good. And we're, and we're seeing you know, really nice growth at Sprouts, for instance, with with the, the mac and cheese line in a way that we ne we've never seen velocities like that with, with um, Seed Ranch. So it's all connected by flavor. It's Seed Ranch Flavor Co., right? Yep. Um, and then to, to your, your question in terms of the extension, heck yeah, you know, super excited to we get a lot of gluten free requests. Um, and so looking at a, at a gluten free, potentially regenerative uh, pasta side. Um, we've got a couple of options we really like, and then also product line extensions. So thinking around that one-to-one -one cheese replacement in the center store, that's where we want to live, right? It's, it's all about flavor. It's all about a delicious cheese flavor that happens to be vegan rather than, okay, we're going to be the next Miyoko's or the next Daya. You know, it's something that, that we're, we're constantly thinking about, but like anything, you got to focus. You got to focus on the products that are out there. Uh, you know, Seed Ranch is pretty organic growth. Grown as is the brand opportunity, and so that's where we're running at. And so far, so good. It's been it's been exciting to keep growing it. Well, I got a yeah, one one you know thing I like to point out also to the CPG community, and I want to ask you this question. So, because a lot some people don't know the process, so let's go to Sprouts um, because with Sprouts. They have this innovation set, right? You know, for those that um, have a Sprouts near you, and I think Sprouts is a great retailer. You walk in, everything where it's 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 you know things are where it's normally is placed. You know, the produce, the snacks. Then in the middle, somewhere between the produce and where the cereals are, at least in my store, there is this this rectangle that has like yeah. twenty different products or twenty five different products just plopped right in the middle of the store. And it displays it prominently. So tell us more about what was it like to get into that set? What was the process to get in? And then what happened after the innovation set? So we were discovered, we, we talked to the Sprouts team at Fancy Foods East, you know, June, I think it was July of 2022. Um, and then we were invited into the innovation set. It was pretty nascent at that time. And so 
there was a lot of questions from the brand side and also from Sprout side. I think they're they're trying to figure it out. Um, but really, what it's in my head, it's like the blockbuster. I'm aging myself, but it's the blockbuster new release section, right? Where it's you go in and you immediately see. Like, oh, okay, oh, look at this, this. And then you know that if you want to go get the old, like, Robert De Niro classics, you know where to get them, right? So it's an opportunity to to really be exposed. And I think Sprout's Forager team is doing such an awesome job of filling a void that was left by another big retailer, in my humble opinion, um, in terms of that local side. Um, so awesome set. I think it's it had a, a bit of a rocky start. Everyone will agree, but at the same time, it's such a great opportunity. You know, one one thing kudos to them they don't take a free fill on the innovation set. They don't. That's, ins that's you know, insanely awesome. And then, how many um, stores did you get into for the? Innovation? It's all it's all stores, vir all virtually all. I think they have a couple of probably where and there's two different sets for the innovation set. One's like a four by four. One's an eight by two by two kind of uh, thing, but. Um, the, the concept is really strong to me, which is let's put you in a place where you can drive your brand's traffic into our stores. So it benefits Sprouts because it's on us, the brands to say we're there, let's support, but it's not with big BOGO promos and, uh, you know, the, the typical kind of inline, it's really about what's the online presence. Who are the who's the non-sprouts consumer that you're bringing to the table that is now getting exposed to sprouts right so that's that's the strength i think for sprouts to win and, and in turn they're giving back to brands and look we we posted with a number of other brands like we, we chose four or five other brands we worked hard with them in addition to our own list to drive people to the store we did a giveaway including a hundred dollars sprouts gift card we had an influencer go into the store, buy them. Sprouts reposted a couple of times on their, um, uh, you know, Instagram and, and social feeds, what we had posted. So it was give and take, right? We, we both kind of came to the table and we were really successful. And I know it's, it's, it can be tricky because it kind of feels like, oh, we have this one shot or we don't make it. But it's also an opportunity to kind of step up to the plate and show a retailer, hey, you're really important to us. We're pulling out all the stops to get into Sprouts, right? So a wise man, I was going to say a wise man once said, uh, you know, this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. So uh, you get yeah. one shot. Don't yeah, miss one it. shot. And he, so, I'm sure he, he drove more than eight miles. Yeah, exactly. To get that happen. So I, I was I was going to ask a little um, with with regards that that sprout. So is the expectation uh, regular retail? You know, like you know, what's what, your price point every day is where, preferably. So we're we're between four ninety nine six ninety nine on shelf. So four ninety nine for our classic, five ninety nine for our um, our truffle skew. Um, it can go up to five ninety nine, six ninety in New York. You know, there's some places selling us for seven ninety nine, which I'm like, wow. Wow. That's, that's so, so with that introduction into the innovation set, is the expectation for you to be at that four ninety nine, five ninety nine, or is there a, is are you expected to be have a promo or or some reduced retail uh, on top of it? We we offered them an EDLP for it, uh, just to say, hey, let's let's see what what this innovation like. And the, the, the innovation set, I should have started with this, but it's one order. There's no reorders per store. 
So the fill rates look really wonky after week one or two or month one, whatever it is in terms of how you're selling. But it's like, oh, we got a, a you know, an 18 percent fill rate. But that's because it's only it's one purchase. They see how it sells through. And then towards the end, when they're going to reset the innovation set, they will mark it down significantly if this is stuff left. Right. And so it's it's kind of built in that there's some. Um, understanding of, okay, we blew through, you know, a few, I would say that, you know, the top 10% of stores we sold out in, in a week or two and they couldn't get anything more. Right. And we had a couple of customers like, oh man, where's, where's more mac and cheese, you know, the bottom, maybe 10%, they had a unit or two or a few units left at the, at the end of the innovation set. So it is a single purchase that you then can choose EDLP but the encouragement from the Sprouts team is not to heavily discount and promo. It's to say, how does your brand speak on shelf? How does your value prop speak on shelf? And how does your price speak on shelf? Because it's it's easy to say, well, we're a $7.99 product, but I'm going to give it to you for $2.99 at a loss and sell through. But that's not a long-term proposal. They want to see you know, on shelf within a certain margin that, okay, you can, you can work, right? So an EDLP of maybe a dollar off, which is what we did, allows them to say, well, this is kind of the, you know, the promo price that then will set the new normal for velocities. And then again, promo price, new normal. And we hope every time, you know, to see those kind of stepping stones up, because as, as we all know, in terms of early stage brands, you go in, you have hopes for, you know, four cases per week per store, but the reality is you're fighting against a buyer who's making 80% of their revenue from five or six brands. And that's where a lot of the focus goes, right? Like that's their mandate. So um, I, I would say like, the biggest thing for brands is have some compassion in going into these buyer conversations, because I know how many brands they're seeing and how many different offers they're seeing. And remember that 80%, five to six brands, we're, we're all sharing in the 20%, all right? So how do you become big fish, small pond of the 20% and then grow to become one of those big brands in the 80%? Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, one big highlight of this that a lot of people don't know is that very, not many brands go from the innovation set to the main set. Um, now, and that's that Sprouts is trying out different products. It's a great platform to do it. And also it's a um, kind of a notch on their belt too, because they're like, look what's here, local stuff, also brands you can't find anywhere else that may be only available at, you know, like a, like a high end natural store, you know, an Erewhon or something. Now yeah. it's here at Sprouts. And like one of my friend's brands, uh, Diana, she has the magic dates, right? They're the dates that are covered with chocolate. And they're like at Sprout, you know, they're at, they're at Erwan, they're at Lazy Acres, but then they were in every single Sprout. So right now they are 400 stores. So I like that opportunity they give people. Um, it's prominently displayed. There's a lot of items in there. So that's the mm -hmm. only downside. It's very busy in there. But I have discovered brands in there um, that I otherwise would have never saw or bought. Um, and then once you finished in the innovation set, it was, and that's great. It's one order. So if one store sells through in a week and yep. another store takes two months to sell through, let's say the slowest store versus the fastest store, still only one order. They don't refill that void. So, Correct. 
So that, is that just is that just one case or what? What's that? They, they allocate they allocate a case per store. What ended up happening with us is there were a couple of stores who sold through so fast that they ordered before some other stores did. Mm -hmm. So there were some stores that didn't even get our product. Right. Wow. Um, not not that many because you know it was it was rolled out, but um, the 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 set lasts. It's you. It, I think it's two to three months. It kind of depends. The other question I'm not sure about is if there's an opportunity. I'm sure there is, but to say your your friend you mentioned, Alex, there with with the chocolate covered date, magic dates. That sounds delicious, by the way. And I've I've done that for my kids. So I'm like, yes. Um, is let's say she sells really well in SoCal. Is there an opportunity to roll into regional, even if maybe there were some other regions didn't go? So I'm that that side. I'm not sure. But the conversation moves from the innovation set forager team plus your buyer, because your category buyer is still involved in the initial steps. So our Sprouts category buyer, we had a 10 minute meeting, you know, Zoom meeting, we went through it. I mainly dealt though with the innovation set. Then after the innovation set, then it's up to your buyer and it's up to your buyer's um, category review timeline. So one of the challenging things we had was our timeline, we weren't supposed to reset until like October. We got lucky and we were able to push it forward because we did really well on that set and we had support from the buyer. We worked closely with her to make sure that could happen. So at that point, the, the other expectation is after the innovation set, you had your order, you are expected to free fill into the rest mm -hmm. of the store. So it's once you go in line, you're kind of, with the with the big dogs in terms right. of the regular set right and I, I like that at least some of the risk is mitigated um by you know you know that the product is doing well enough in the innovation set to where it now has a fighting chance of doing well in the main set and again the main set is a like you said it's the 80 percent. you know it's harder because now you're next to the annies and the other you know some mac and cheese some are vegan some are not but at least you, you know, to put all that money out for a free fill, which is not cheap, it's expensive. Plus, there's usually a markup through the distributor that happens as well. So it's even more expensive. At least going in, you know that this product has a chance of actually selling in the store and it's hit hard. And, you know, I, I think you said you told me offline that like 10 percent of all brands somewhere around there survive past the innovation set and go into the main set, which is insanely amazing that yours made it, right? Only you're the top 10% or bottom 90, top 10, whatever. You're the top 10. And um, the other thing too that I like about it, whether this actually happens or not, is the FOMO maybe, you know, like a customer that finds it one day and then they love it and then they come back and it's not there anymore. And then a month later it's on the main set. That could drive some demand as well. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say there are some, there's just some tips and tricks to think about, especially as an early stage brand that is not going to have a in-store demo team to run to every 400 stores. You know, obviously locally demoing, they encourage that, that, you know, Sprouts has brought back their demo program, but the, we used Instacart as a way to, to drive some additional sales and make people of, of you know aware of the product we did have a high rate of do not find because it's in a different set so you know buyer beware in terms of that 
Um, but really it was the online, what community, what set of fans did you, have you created? Same with any store at the end of the day, right? It's like drive them to the store, support your buyer, support that store. And that will be long-term revenue because at the end of the day, you're taking out a mortgage with a free fill on every single retailer you go into. You want to make sure that that property is accruing in value and you're not underwater after six months and discoed after 12 months or six months, you know, depending on the category. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that opens up a pretty big line of, you know, a topic, right. Um, you know, especially on this show. And I think it hits home with a lot of the entrepreneurs and VP of sales that are, that are watching and listening is being really careful and getting into the right accounts. And like, I think, to me, the number one reason, I mean, a big reason that companies fail is that they go into stores because it's a store that everyone knows, you know, it's the, it's, it could be a Kroger, Albertsons, whatever, you know, um, Costco, and you put a lot of money out, whether it's for demos, whether it's for resources, free fills, effort, hiring merchandising people, and then six months pass and you're out all this money because you're not making enough margin with promotions and then, and you free filled it and then you're discontinued, you know, and it's, it's really a, it's a shitty, shitty feeling as an entrepreneur because you put so much into it. And I, I, I keep, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. My learning experience was Publix, you know, where we went from Greenwise to, I think Wade has memorized this story because I've said mm -hmm. it so many times, but like, you know, going to Greenwise, which is owned by Publix, you know, more high end stores. We did well there. And the buyer said, let's roll this out to 550 stores. I'm like, whoa, it's Publix. Why not? I, you can't say no to Publix. And Publix is a great retailer, great retailer, very organized. And uh, they rolled us out to every store, every um, every store in Florida, I should say, about 550. And I flew out there twice with my wife. And we hit almost 300 stores in like two and a half weeks, like every day from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I'm like, because I saw, you know, like Salty, Salty launched in Publix in 2020. And now it's one, it's their top customer or one of their top customers. They do like, I mean, they've announced it publicly eight to $10 million a year there, maybe even more now. So I'm like, Publix could be huge for us, right? Coconut, Florida, you know, like I was just thinking that way and I was just blinded by the light. And within about four and a half months after doing BOGOs and flying out there, we were discontinued. And mm -hmm. that story was the highest read engaged story I've ever done on LinkedIn. It got more likes, more comments and more views. So my whole point is, is people resonate with, you know, um, that it could be really tough when, when, when you go into the wrong store for you, you lose all this money and then you're discoed plus the free fill. And it's being careful to avoid that at all costs. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, so David, I wanted to ask, you know, and, and not necessarily specific to Sprouts, but just in general, how are you, uh, what have you, how have you changed your pitch or what are you doing with your pitch as you, as you start, you know, to Alex's point, you start looking at where you want to expand or, you know, what, what new doors you want to get into, what are you doing to, uh, cater your approach to different retailers? You know, Sprouts is, you know, hundreds of stores virtually nationwide. Uh, you know, you've got some small pockets in South, South, uh, Southern California. 
what are you doing to to make sure that that pitch stays fresh and is is uh, what what your buyer wants to hear? First of all, we 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 really look what is the store, what are their demographics, at least perceived demographics in terms of is is our customer there and are they looking for our product, right? And look for social proof of that. So regional a regional approach has been really important to us. So we, we look at, hey, where have we been selling on Amazon? Where have we been selling D2C? Where are people asking for our product? And then where can we get a serious percentage of mind share? So back to SoCal, it's a great, that's a great example. Um, you know, you got Gelson's, Lazy Acres, Bristol Farms, you know, Sprouts, obviously, in that area, but starting to get a I've seen that brand at the last three to four retailers I've been into from a customer standpoint, that's really important. And as a small brand, you have to pick and choose unless, you know, you're just flush with cash. So we've really been looking at regional, right? So it's, it's how, how do we become back to the you know, big fish, small pond? I know we're, we're in the set with the big fish, but people will start to see it over and over again. And it's the same thing with our club, uh, side looking at Costco, Sam's Club. It's you know, where are the places where we can point to good sales, good awareness, direct to consumer, Amazon sales, and really be be showing that data. You know, because especially with grown as we've been out there for less. You know, for all practical purposes, less than a year. In 2022, 95 percent plus of our revenue is from Seed Ranch. Right. We launched we launched grown as, but it was a very teeny piece of the overall set through. I think it was through August, you know, grown as was uh, almost 30 percent of it. So it, we're seeing a really strong growth in terms of that percentage. And it's through that local side. We, we almost accidentally did it with Seed Ranch because hot sauce is so tricky to go nationwide with. And there's a few brands, you know, the Yellowbirds, the trucks who have done it effectively. Um, but we, we really wanted to, to keep pushing that. And then, um, you know, from a buyer standpoint, it's also understanding what are our values that we're putting on the box and we're putting out to the, to the customer. That three seconds, our branding was a huge uh, focus as well as expense for us because we knew, look, we want to be the Captain Crunch cereal box, right? And screaming from the shelves in a set that was pretty much colors. It's like, oh, okay, you've got your orange over here, you've got your blue and your purple, you've got your white over here. But that's that's the what what people associate with it. So we wanted to be, okay, you you grab it, it's the bitch and sauce version, it's the liquid death version that I get somebody to pick up the box. Guess what? That's 70%, 80% of my job is to get them to pay attention to a new brand on the shelf. Exactly. Excellent. Exactly. Excellent. So one of the things we talk about all the time on the show is in, you know, without naming specifics, uh, you know, we talk about the difference between regional distributors and larger nationwide distributors, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I know as you expand over on, on my side of the, of the, of the country, um, you know, and, and we've made no secret about it that, you, you know, you're, you're going to be introduced um, in our world here pretty soon. Um, and, and you chose uh, a regional distributor. And I guess, with again, without having to get too far into the weeds with specifics, 
what uh, advantages and disadvantages do you see with with that approach um, as you look to grow on this side? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because it was something we thought about a lot. One was looking at each DC, how how much concentration, how many stores we're pulling from each DC, because as we know, you know, having ten to fifteen stores or less is gonna put that DC at risk every month of like, oh, you're not moving up enough product, right? Um, the other is a lot of regional distributors are they just they just have a lot more invested in my experience with each chain they're in because they don't have as many chains. So it's kind of their look that we want we want to service them. So those those some of some of the benefits, you know, and we, we have a great relationship with uh, you know Chex Finer Foods out in your uh, neck of the woods, Loco Foods out here in Colorado. Um, some of the disadvantages look they're going to be a little more expensive. Right. You're going to have uh, they still like you and if I, you know, Kehi and, and DPI, there are chargebacks. There are, you know, they they have their own business model they have to follow um, and they may not have the same number of relationships. So I think it's a it's a question of what regions back to the regional approach for me or the local approach, if you want to get even more early stage, how can you influence those regions, whether it be through brokers who have a really strong tie to, say, the Northeast or to SoCal or to Texas and uh, you know Florida versus a national broker where you're going to have to spend a lot of money to really have a level of influence. Right. So uh, it's to me, it's about where are the resources that I can put in. Is it time? Is it influence? Is it social? Is it you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways. So we chose to go with a single DC with Chex Foods because they can service all the stores rather than three to four DCs where there were a couple of DCs that we didn't have strong pull and we didn't feel like we had the bandwidth and the resources to go and create that, you know, through a mid-Atlantic or through an area that we really haven't had much, um, you know, we haven't really tried, right? It hasn't been on our priority list. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And um, one thing um, that's interesting, I, I really agree with that model, right? The DSD or the model where they charge 15 to 20%, 25% versus a cost plus. Um, if you're really looking to dig deep regionally, obviously, when you start going to larger chains that are in, you know, 100, 150, 200 up, um, you know, they have their preferred distributor, right? That you, you have to go with because they have a contract with them. And that distributor is one of the few that can service them nationally, right? This big chain, whether it's Sprouts, Whole Foods, or whoever. One one thing that I found that has been really beneficial in general for many brands and was beneficial to Genius Juice is when we launched regionally, you find a really dedicated master sales crew that just knows the hell out of that region. Like they don't, they don't go outside of that region, you know? So like when we, we decided to launch in the North Atlantic, we didn't have an anchor, which is always dangerous when you don't have an anchor like Whole Foods or someone else, but we launched there and the sales team, they, the guy and his, and his wife and his employee, they grew up in the North Atlantic. Like they know that entire area. 
They know all the natural stores. They shopped there as, as kids. They traveled around as kids to all the different states within the North Atlantic. And they opened like 70 or 80 stores for us within like two or three months. I'm like, holy crap. Now it didn't succeed because the product wasn't the right fit for <laughs> the price point. And like, it, it just, it was hard. It was hard to make it actually move at the level to where the stores, where the distributor um, would order enough to make it worthwhile to ship product from LA out to North Atlantic. Another, that was another issue for another day. But the point is, is that these local sales crews that, you know, it's hard to find them, but you have to ask people around you like, oh, are you selling in North Atlantic? Yes. Okay. How are you selling in there? And usually they're going to say, I have a dedicated sales rep or my distributor does it, or I hired a sales crew to do it. And then another one, a big shout out for anyone who knows them is Boost Sales and they're in the Northeast. So we launched with Rainforest, shout out to Rainforest. And, you know, I was at the launch, right? I was at the, you know, I went out to, to New Jersey where their headquarters are. Uh, we were launching in, you know, just select stores. And I met at the launch party, the sales crew, Boost Sales, Simone and Sinchali. And Simone, she just takes subways all day. Like she knows all the boroughs, all the stores, all the buyers. She can walk in and say, I got this new product, grown ass foods or whatever it is. It's great. You've got to bring it in. And they trust her because she only brings in brands she knows that are going to sell in these bodegas in New York or Manhattan. So I love that strategy because you can really dig deep. The only downside is when you start going regionally outside of your area, if your volume's not big yet, you're really sending a lot of product out with not a lot of volume, which costs, it's pretty costly for for uh, freight. So that's the only downside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to pivot the discussion um, and uh, to your crowdfunding. So um, uh, I'll have David really fill in the blanks here, but you're launching a crowd. You've launched a crowdfunding on Republic. You've formally announced it. Um, and then I have the definitely the honor of consulting and helping to get this thing up and running with you. So I do some crowdfunding consulting on the side. I'm not going to promote my services too much on this show, but um, Basically, you're getting some traction already. And for anyone who um, would like to invest, be a part of Grown-Ass Food Seed Ranch, it's right there on Republic. We're going to post the link. But um, yeah, David, tell us more about the crowdfunding, the purpose of it. And um, it looks like you're at about 77000 in like a week, which is really, really fast. So, but tell us more about, about the crowdfunding. Yeah, we... Like any CPG company at the end of the day, we have been as capital efficient as possible and we still need more capital to grow. It's it's just the reality that in order to to grow rapidly, you you have to have that capital. So that that's a big piece of it. Don't get me wrong, you know, we have been um from until 2022, we were completely bootstrapped. So I've run this from 2017 to 2022 as a cash in cash out business. And we grew very organically. When we launched Grown As Foods, there was a realization of, okay, we're, we went from zero to 900 stores in the same amount of time as it took us uh, in basically six years. It took us with Seed Ranch to go to 900 stores. We would we did 900 stores in six months with Grown Ass Foods. So there was a need for support, and that that's that's a big piece of it. The second piece is growing the community. 
And this is really important because it, I think, you know, if you go out to angel investors, VC, private equity, it's going to be smaller numbers of investors for much larger checks. Whereas with Republic, it was the idea of, hey, let's let's grow a community of believers. Uh, let's grow a community of supporters that can help us continue this down the road. Um, so let's say somebody invested from Minnesota. You know, I'm like, hey, we're, we're going in Twin Cities. Where, sh where should we go? Where, where do you shop? Where, where are the spots that you could walk in tomorrow and ask the buyer, hey, can you bring in grown-ass foods? I really love this, this, uh, this product. So what's super interesting and also daunting about it for me is, you know, when you go through this crowdfund side, you're, you're lifting up the skirts, right? You're opening the barn doors to everybody. It's showing the company in the most vulnerable way you can, because we all tout every win. We're not always talking about the difficult times. We're not talking about the discos. We're not talking about all of those uh, those challenges. So this is a, a real way of, of bringing people to the table that understand hey, CPG. We are we are winning in many many ways. It's still hard. It still requires capital. It still requires a community. And so I'm super excited about the campaign. We had a lot of fun putting it together. I probably averaged five hours of sleep a night, much to Mark Samuel's uh, you know chagrin. Uh, for for the, the the couple of weeks where we were sprinting to get it done, to get it mm -hmm. under the wire for some marketing support. So right now it's what's called a reservation campaign. So I've been a little bit more quiet about it because it requires a double opt-in um, as we file our Form C and uh, all this with the SEC. But um, it's it's been a, a great experience. And, you know, Alex, hat tip to you, super informed on that side. Um, and... Yeah, I'd, I'd love for everybody to go check it out and give me your thoughts, give me your feedback. You know, there's, uh, we'd of course love everybody to join us. I'm I'm pot committed on this, you know, myself personally, and I'm seeing it grow on a day-to-day -day basis. We've got a ton of new deal flow coming in that's exciting, new production coming up, and um, yeah. Oh, it's right there on the screen. There you go. So there's my... Uh, <laughs> that's that's me in the tracksuit all right yeah big shocker so um it's really easy yeah the link we posted it here in the comments but you can also uh literally for those that are listening it's just republic.com slash grown dash as dash foods um on so yeah republic.com slash grown dash as dash foods and what's cool is yeah you reserve on there i mean he's already raised seventy seven thousand dollars I think your goal is at least I mean, we're talking, you know, upwards half a million. We can get there. Right. We're looking it's looking really good in the early stages right now. What I love about your campaign page is also the video. So we'll answer Rich's question in a second. But the video, you got to check this thing out. I mean, uh, David worked on this creatively. He's a very creative guy. He's a, he has a really strong right brain for sure. Uh, he's really good at creating things. The video is awesome. It really tells the story, shows his family. Make sure to check that out. And of course, um, you know, why, you, know, you know, I think the minimum investment is what, $200 on there? Mm -hmm. Yep. So for $200, you can be an equity holder, a note holder in Grown House Foods. So yeah, so check it out. And thanks for the, uh, 
for the shout out, brother, on uh, me helping you out. I'm glad it's live and or it's it's get it's basically live. You can go there and it should be off the reservation mode pretty soon, too. Yeah, hopefully in about a week. Yeah, cool. But you can still invest on reservation mode. And then what happens is in a week or so, they just reconfirm your investment, um, which is the double opt in that David was talking about. So um, now Canada open to Canadians. Um, so, David, from my understanding for crowdfunding, at least when we raised on Republic for Genius Juice, that in Ontario, for whatever reason, they're not accepting investments. That's that's the latest that I, I know. Have you heard anything different or is that still the case? I I think it, it all comes down, you know, the SEC reg CF or whatever was very specific to the U.S. Now, I know over in Europe, they uh, allowed, there's a couple of UK companies, there's a, a French vegan bacon company that I invested in called Levy that does uh, vegan bacon and ham that Natalie Portman invested in, some others. So I know it exists over there, but Canada, my my guess is good as yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From what I remember, I think Ontario, for whatever reason, was firewalled against like investing on Republic or WeFunder. But again, I think the best thing to do is um, there is a um, support. If you go to republic.com, there's a help support area. You can email them and you can ask them directly whether that's allowed or not. But I know, yes, yeah, several countries in Europe, UK, um, in Mexico, South America, there's many, many countries that where you're allowed to invest into uh, Republic, so into an American company. Um, and David is as American, you're American French, but definitely with a tracksuit, loud and proud. You got the American vibes going on. So, um, so what else do you want to maybe shout out a couple of comments here? I think people may also had some questions because we're coming up, we're actually coming up on time, Wade. So maybe we'll get into, uh, stuff we love. Would that be the, that'd be a next good logical step, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. This the time flew, man. It did. Flew as high as when David jumps. Into a pool <laughs> with his tracksuit. You got to do. Are, are, you, are you ever going to do, um, you know, uh, like jumping out of an airplane type stunts on video with your tracksuit? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would love that. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's more long time, time <laughs> money. It sounds like you would love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skydiving. Um, yeah. I. Yeah. You know, there's, no, no skydiving while of eating a, a bowl of your, of your mac and cheese. Now, that's there. a good idea right there. That's that's the one. That's the one. Huh. I don't know how digestion works up there, though. So that might be a little tough. <laughs> <laughs> Have it in a sleeve or something, you know, just like squeeze, squeezable yogurt yeah. style with mac and cheese. Totally. And then your, your stomach's like in your throat. So I'm wondering how that's all going to work uh, anatomically. Um, okay, cool. Let's go to stuff we love now. And uh, Dave, you know the show. We just talk about stuff that's in our pantry we've had recently. Um, I was going to show your, um, you know, your your truffle mac and cheese, which is dynamite, you know. Um, but I re just remembered that my wife cooked it last week, so we don't have it. <laughs> we need to go get more from Sprouts, which I'm going to do right after this. So we have we love having your mac and cheese on Friday nights as well like i don't know there's something about that just like unwinding and you know having something americana and like childhood like on a friday night so that's been a tradition in the bear household the last few weeks so nice yeah 
So a um, couple things that I'll share is our genius nootropic coffee shot is now out. Our store locator is launching next week on our website, geniusjuice.com. Uh, it has functional mushrooms with 100 milligrams of caffeine. And then I also have the rising tide focus creamer. And then the last thing I'll say, it's um, uh, another shot. It's a shout I showed him earlier. Mm -hmm. Is this is a really good shot, man? I just love the glass bottles. Um, I love how clean it is. The Salty has done a fantastic job in making a great product. So that's mine. Which which one is that? That the ginger? Uh, yep. I was gonna that say is, I thought so. I thought yeah, so. I, I love the ginger. It's Their turmeric is good. Very tasty. Like they've they've pulled it off where it's concentrated wellness and a lot of milligrams of turmeric or ginger, but it also just tastes really good. You can just it sip does. it. And I love their clarity one, the one that has, you know, the um, the blue green algae in there. That one's really good. So they've they hit the nail on the head. Their shots are great. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, Dave or Wade, who's next? Dave, you're the guest. You first. All right. I'll just say on the shot side, um, I've had them and I've had yours, both tasty. My gripe was always what you just said, which is it feels medicinal rather than tasty. tasty. So getting that is is key right it's like a shot of apple cider vinegar when you're really sick you're like okay this is going to help me but i don't want it when i'm not <laughs> um so i i I've, I've been watching the show enough to know about this section right so i was like all right prepare <laughs> so uh, a couple i've been drinking um hop tea which my boy dean um started we were at the farmers markets early days like literally right next to each other it's very uh, good. This one is the really hoppy one, super tasty. Got a little caffeine in it, some black tea. Mm -hmm. um, it's Friday. It's like, all right, this is a, even if you're going to drink a beer on Friday, this is a nice pre-beer, like hydrate a little bit. Yep. It's it's um, fantastic. Super, super good. And then the other one is Trupo Treats. So this is a company, they're mainly B2C. They're based out here in Boulder. So they're basically veganizing childhood favorites, very similar to what we're doing with mac and cheese. So this is their wafer. I just, they have a little, um, um, it's not an equity crowdfund. It's like a, a pre-sale for essentially Snickers and Three Musketeers versions that are veganized. Um, this one's more like a Kit Kat and they have a, the one I just showed you is hazelnut. And I like grew up, my father's French, so I grew up on Nutella at first only in France when I could get it. And then when it moved over here and it's just spot on, it's crunchy, it's good. You know, the very non-vegan people who work in my warehouse were like, this is freaking delicious. I don't care if it's vegan or not. So those, those are my two. They're also local here in my backyard, which I always love to, to give a little props to. What's, what's the name of the company again? I'm going to look it up and post the link. The, the, um, it's, the it's chocolate tree. Trupo treats. So T R U P O. T R U P O treats. Yeah. One, it, it's funny too because it's two twin brothers, and so it's like left and right Twix kind of idea, or you uh, know, yeah. Mm. So it's fun, but they they've they've done a, a really spectacular job. It also happens to be lower in sugar, lower in fat, like actually better. So I'll throw it in my kids' lunch boxes in a way that I wouldn't do for, you know, a regular candy bar. I got to check this out. Um, I want to, you know, not to one up. I, I try not to, but there's <laughs> another chocolate treat. I don't know if you guys have tried. I just can't resist. I found it at Ralph's 
<laughs> and then they were at Expo East. I'm like, I love your product. Can you give me samples? They're like, mm, you can take the small ones. I'm like, can I have the big one and the display over there? And they're like, no, like it's only the first day. Like we're not going to give out these yet. Come back on Sunday or Saturday. I'm like, well, I won't be in town, but it's called Undercover Snacks. Have you seen this one? I don't know that I have. Yeah, it's no. again, I didn't know anything about them. And then I just went to Ralph's, you know, which is a Kroger banner. And I'll send a link here, but it's just like this delicious, crunchy quinoa puff and cacao snack. Hmm. That's like very light, like a wafer and just really good. And you kind of can't just have just one, like usually just eat the whole thing. I'm sure just like the Trupo treats as well. I wonder, so. I wonder if I... So I just flew back from New York for a hot sauce show and on my flight south, I think Southwest, yeah, it was Southwest. They had a quinoa cocoa crunch. You know, it was vegan and it, I like, I'm, if it's not them, it's somebody that's doing very similar, but I took one teeny bite and then threw the whole, that's it. Yeah. That's the one they were on Southwest. So like, that's one of their I snacks. Have had that. Super, I have been tasty. Yeah, it's just so well done. And like, you know, chocolate and quinoa puffs just go together like, you know, bread and butter to me. So I don't know why. Just it's like, a, you know, it's like Kit Kat. It's crunch, like the crunch bar, that kind of same childhood favorite. All right. So, um, yeah. And Laurel has said this is at 329. So I'm not sure which one she's talking about. But those are these are so great. My six year old, I think the Troopos. She was treat. talking about the Troopos. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Six year old vegan son, not to be confused with my 12 year old. Meat loving son. Then Kenny Hausman, man, I can crush a bag of those undercover snacks. And then, yeah. All right, wait, you're up. All right. Uh, this this was a, a sponsor a few weeks back, and uh, we've been using it on pretty much everything here. I, I've, I've only got the pepper in front of me, but it's uh, Spicewell. Mm, so good. So uh, I don't I don't know, David, if you saw that episode or not, but uh, so it, it's called Superfood Seasoning. Uh, black pepper with organic vegetables. You look at it, uh, the ingredients, you've got peppercorns, turmeric, uh, and then nutrients from organic broccoli. Or, all these are organic, so I'll just say repeating organic 10 times. Spinach, kale, pumpkin, sweet potatoes, sunflower seeds, cranberries, uh, chlorella, which is kelp, uh, mataki mushrooms, and shiitake mushrooms. Um, so it's it's fantastic. Yeah, this is the pepper. The, uh, the salt is equally as good. And uh, yeah, we've been using it a lot. But Reina... Reina was a sponsor for us a few weeks back, and I got my samples um, not too long after, and it's uh, good stuff. So uh, we've been using it. Renee's a big fan. I'm a fan. Love it. Nice. Nice. You're a fan, Alex, right? Yeah. Yeah, we actually, I mean, it goes good on a lot of different things, but I put it on eggs, you know. Oh, we put it when I say everything, we, we, we do uh, a big breakfast uh, usually every Sunday and, and we do it with eggs. We do it in potatoes. Uh, Renee does a lot of broccoli during the week. She puts it on her broccoli or vegetables. Um, you know, it's it's terrific stuff. It's very, unreal. very good. Yeah, very, very good. All right. So now we are at or a little over time. This is our sponsor this week, which is the tracksuit guy. <laughs> so we're grown ass foods and seed ranch flavor. We're going to have a little giveaway now for their delicious products. So here it is. Friday freebies. All right. So uh, my man, what are you thinking of giving away here and how many winners? 
why don't why don't we do a couple of winners um we'll, we'll do a, a mixed case of the the mac and cheese and we'll do a mixed case of the seed ranch hot sauces like two separate winners cool we, winner. can throw, we can throw a little bit of both you know we'll We'll, we'll give everybody a little bit of both, but let's do two uh, two sets of winners. Yeah. Sounds good. And then, you know, we'll do two questions. Uh, you know, the first winner can pick either one, right? And the second winner obviously gets what was not picked. So um, we basically... Do you want, I was going to say, do you want to touch on the ongoing sponsor now? Yeah, or yeah, do yes. that after? That's right. That's right. So V-Driven, right? I usually, yeah, I should do it now, not later. So V Driven is a CPG partner for emerging purpose-driven brands. They fuel growth and innovation by providing strategies and support in every phase of the retail journey. Uh, from leadership coaching, brand management, they also can do your accounting. I mean, they do it for you know certain packages less than $1,000 a month. They can handle your accounting, your trade spend, your you know, put in the line items, and they're really, really good. And uh, Luke Abbott is the CEO and founder, and also like, Deduction management and fighting deductions is really, really key that we were talking about before. With any major distributor, there's going to be chargebacks and deductions, and you want someone you know watching over that to make sure they're all accurate and correct. Um, so they're just a powerhouse of a great team. I mean, Luke Abbott himself is an entrepreneur that built up his business, Monterey Provisions, a distributor in San Diego, and then he sold it to Kehi, and then he helped at Kehi, and then he was a CEO of Jimbo's, or president, president. President. Or CEO. Yep. Yeah, president. Yep. And then, yeah, because Jimbo is the CEO, right? So, yeah. yeah. And he'll, I'm yeah. sure he'd let you know that too. Yeah. <laughs> really? No. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, yeah, Luke's great. Just serial entrepreneur, knows his stuff, has a great organization. Make sure to reach out. And then, I'm, you know, Luke's also just a great guy. So, you know, on top of having a great company. So if you would like to reach out, you know, you reach out to him, emails below, Luke. L-U-K-E dot Abbott, A-double-B-O-double-T at bdriven.com. He'll hop on the phone with you, you know, no charge, just to chat with you, get to know your business, get to know you. And if he can help you, he'll tell you he can help you. If he cannot help you, he'll be honest and tell you that he cannot help you. So that's the kind of guy he is. So that's V-Driven. Um, so the way that we basically do this, David, is that, yeah, you would you would come up with at least one of the questions, maybe two if you want to. If not both, right? If not both. And it would be a trivia question that is something that was mentioned in this episode by one of us or by you, a fact, a location, a number, something that's hard to guess um, that was brought up. And the floor is yours. What is your question? And it's hard to just think of on the spot, but let, let us know if you have one. Um, you, Alex, mentioned a sales organization out of the Northeast based out of New Jersey that you really uh, liked working with. Um, I guess what was the sales organization's name um, would be, I know you mentioned some names of who ran it, but that went really fast. So uh, yeah, that, that would be the question. The, the Northeast sales organization based out of New Jersey that Alex worked with. Technically New York. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're both almost the same. They, they're, they're so close together. So there it is. So Allison C. Got it. Is she the first one? She's the first one. All right. So, so uh, like Allison, 
Yeah, was my, that was, was, that, that was very so fast. That was very fast. So you have to think about that for the second one. So, Allison, uh, you'll get to pick uh, which one of those you want. Do you want the uh, the mac and cheese or do you want the hot sauce? Or or do you want a mix? I'll 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 give you a mix. That's and um you guys you guys can just um drop my my email into the the chat and they can just reach out to me. Yep. Um, What's what, what is it, Dave? Uh, so let's do David at grownasfoods.com. Cool. And uh, you know, either way you can reach out to David and then also you can email us, CPG Vibes one hundred. All all roads lead to Mac. So uh, we'll make sure to get you connected with the uh, with the track man here, with the Mac, yeah. the Mac man and the track man. Yeah, and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on there every day. I'm, you know, it's practically easier to check my LinkedIn inbox and it is my over flooded. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to get away from LinkedIn these days, man. Like the, I can digital detox off Instagram and TikTok, but LinkedIn is it's kind of, it's integrating into our business and our lifestyle and they've done a really great job of that. So, um, and this podcast being a co-host kind of solidifies me staying here even more. Um, all right. So she wants all hot sauce. Good stuff. It's all about the truffle hound. I love that one. And the Mm -hmm. umami. That one's good too. And we just launched one called Nash soul. It's a mix of a Nashville hot and a Korean barbecue. Yeah. So I'll hook you up with that, Allison. You'll be one of the first, I don't know. Sean Evans from Hot Ones gave it like five stars. So a little bit of future uh, wink, wink of what's what's coming. Nice. So cool they were on that show. All right. So what is the second question? Oh, what's the second question? Oh, shoot. Do you guys have a good question? I don't think I have a good second question. Let me think. Well, I, I got a simple one because we're running low on time. So yeah, let's let's do it. Um, so um, David was talking about a strategy. It's too easy, but whatever. So for retail, it's 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 for retail. This one's too easy. It's retail, but it's a way to. Um, no, I got a good one. Okay, I'm going to change my question. What what did what marketing thing did David do? This one's hard. Uh, with some other brands to get people to the store. What what did uh, his brand, Grown House Foods, do with other brands to push people to the store when they were when they launched in the innovation set? There was a special little marketing thing they did. What was that? I think that's like maybe on an eight eight point five out of ten as far as difficulty. I also went to all my local stores in the tracksuit in case you, you guys were concerned that I wouldn't have done that. But uh. <laughs> so so um, the reason I was going to ask a question that was Instacart was the answer, but that was too easy. So this is something else that David mentioned that he did online um, that was with other brands to push people to the stores not Instacart. Something online, something with other brands. What could that be? Hmm. What could that be? Got some mac and cheese hanging in the balance right now. (laughs) Your Friday night hanging in the balance, not Instacart. 
We'll also throw in some of that. Uh, we have a truffle cheddar popcorn seasoning. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Um, that is delectable. It's not in retail, just D2C and Amazon, but talk about, you know, crack seasoning. Um, I got to get you guys some too. I, that'll, that'll be in the next package. So Kenny is close, but it was something that was done with other brands. There's a special word for it. There we go. Mateen, my man, my man. So he's with Seedly, which is in my in my pantry right now. That's it. Mateen, I got to say, so I found Seedly at this tiny orchard up in upstate New York on Monday this week. I was buying apple cider donuts and Seedly was on this vanilla back to the quinoa crunch. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm a sucker for quinoa crunch like you, Alex. And I bought it. I ate the whole damn thing on the plane. So thank you for giving me lots of calories and absolutely <laughs> delicious snack. And I, I, I went recently to, I went to uh, natural grocers and whole foods. I couldn't find it, but I was, that was freaking delicious. Right? Yeah. Such a great, uh, and we, I know we need to end the show in a sec here, but yeah, shout out to Mateen. Um, I've been talking with him, you know, last several months. He's an entrepreneur. I actually met him two years ago. Then I saw him in person at Expo West last, uh, this past year. And he has a delicious, um, it's like Bark Thins and Hugh had a baby. That's like the best way to describe it. And it's like this super premium organic cacao with all these different ingredients. He has a chocolate raspberry, which is my favorite. And then he has a one with sea salt, I believe. And then he has a third one, which is the one he talked about with That's the, van yeah, the vanilla one. See, I, I think um, it's an abomination of justice to mix fruit and chocolate together, which I know is going to turn a bunch of people. Uh, mm. but I'm not a fruit and chocolate, but you give me vanilla and crunch and chocolate. I'm like, that does it. That's yeah. everything. Got it. Got it. Something for everything. It sounds like for, for everybody, I should say. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I put up the link there, eatseedly.com. Make sure to check it out. Buy some delicious, uh, much healthier for you than bark thins. Um, you know, chocolate thins. So there's right. the, there's the email, uh, Mateen for David to get your prize. Yep. All right. So that's, uh, whoops, I just took it down in two seconds. So, um, anyway, we'll get, make sure to get you all connected. Mateen, there it is again. I couldn't find it. So Mateen, you can uh, email him. You can also email us, cpgvibes100 at gmail.com, or you can just text me because we talk all the time. And uh, thank you guys, for everyone, for um, just tuning in and checking out our show. Make sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We are at 119. So uh, David, I want you to grab all your kids' phones and your wife's phone and do it tonight, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> and... Uh, and make sure to invest. Go to his Republic site. It's there in the links. Um, and we mentioned it earlier. You can invest in his brand and get equity in his company. Get a note in his company, which becomes equity. So make sure to check that out and support Grown As Foods. Um, and we'll see you next week. So next week, just want to pull this up here, Wade. Looks like we're still going to confirm this because this guy's schedule is also just nuts. Um, but we're looking good to have... Jake Carls on our show. Speaking of chocolate. So right on. Jake Carls with uh, Midday Squares and we have Orgo Brands as our sponsor. 
<clears throat> so very exciting, very excited for that. We'll make sure we'll, we'll firm that up next week. And uh, David, thank you for being on our show, sharing the story. Congrats on all the growth with the mac and cheese. And I'm going to go uh, celebrate Friday now and go buy some at Sprouts. I love it. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And thanks, everybody online. Um, it's been a blast. Y'all are great. Have a great weekend. Thanks, okay. buddy. All right, Wade. Take care, brother. Love you. You too. Love you, buddy. See you next week. Thanks, everyone.